Well, I guess this is the first episode. So since this is the first episode, um, I might as well be the first one to start this. Uh, hi, my name is Matt Dell, and I feel, I don't know how I feel about imposter syndrome. And it's just these voices in my head that tell me I am better off giving up or giving in instead of letting people down. And now these forces pull me in And make me stay in bed instead of getting up And convincing me that the morning's not my friend And I know that I'm not The only one who's got These forces that they try to hide Away I guess that's the whole reason I'm doing this podcast. So welcome to the podcast, uh, if you couldn't tell. Uh, the podcast is called Imposter Syndrome. So basically what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be talking to a whole bunch of different people in the industry, people who uh, uh, have been taking voice lessons, just all sorts of different types, comedians, musicians, uh, um, everybody, everybody, uh, and talking about imposter syndrome, talking about this thing that seems to plague us all, but none of us like to, basically nobody talks about, or it's not talked about enough is one of the things that I think. Um, and I, I think it should be because the more we stay quiet about this, the more people continue to suffer alone with it. Um, and I, I don't want that to be the case. I want to shine light on it. I want everybody to know that imposter syndrome is something that we all feel at all levels. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, super famous, rich, popular. It doesn't matter if you are playing to a bar and getting booed off stage and nobody likes you. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, everybody suffers from imposter syndrome. So that's what this show is going to be all about. It's going to be shedding the light on that specifically. Uh, so I'm going to be having guests on from uh, week to week and I'll post clips on TikTok and, and Instagram and I'll have the full show up on YouTube as well. So I guess I should talk about some of the things that I feel with imposter syndrome and, and, and mine. So the show is going to be based off of three prompts. So the first one is the first time you felt imposter syndrome. The second one is the the most recent time you've suffered from imposter syndrome. And the third one is uh, what you do to combat imposter syndrome. And we're just gonna have a conversation about these things. So the first time I remember experiencing imposter syndrome was, was pretty early on in my music career. I've always been involved in music. I started playing piano at two. I started playing guitar at 10. I started singing at 12. Um, but just for some reason, I don't know why I always felt like I belonged on the outside uh, of the room full of talented musicians. I didn't feel like I belonged in that room with uh, uh, everyone else even when I started being in bands and, and doing some pretty amazing things. I've had 
the privilege of being in front of a few hundred people and point my mic out at the audience and, and everyone sings along to a song that I've written. I've had the opportunity that uh, a number of times I've played to 10,000 people. Uh, I've performed with lots and lots of great artists that I looked up to when I was younger and was really excited uh, uh, to perform with. I've done a lot, but for some reason, I always felt like I didn't belong there. I always felt like I basically kind of tricked everybody into thinking that I deserved to be there. And it was only a matter of time before everybody finds out that uh, uh, I am a fraud. I do not write good songs. I am not a good musician. Uh, and it, the rug's going to get pulled out from underneath me and the people in trench coats are going to come out and be like, we caught you. We know you're a fraud. We're taking you away. No more of things that make you happy. Like just for some reason, that was a thing I always thought. And it started to affect me in a lot of ways early in my career. Um, one of the things I would have issues with often is when I was playing live, I would constantly, constantly make mistakes. And one of the reasons why is because when I would make a mistake, I'd overthink it. Or if I, there was a part in a song, this was the worst, when, when there was a part in a song coming up that I knew I have, ha I've struggled with in the past, immediately in my mind, my mind starts going, don't screw that part up. 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 And then I screw that part up. So then my mind starts going, you screwed that part up. Way to go. You screwed that part up. I told you not to screw that part up. And now you've screwed it up. And because I'm so focused on that, I start making more mistakes. And my brain starts going, well, now you've screwed those things up. And now that's a problem and all this da 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 da. And then I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing anymore. And that's when the show in my mind, in my eyes, starts to just go off the rails. And now everybody in the audience sees that I'm terrible and and there's no way anybody's going to like me. Well, it turns out that's actually not the case. It sure, it sure was a few times. There's, there's a lot of different times that I can go back and be like, I botched that show hard. Um, but for the majority of times, those moments where I thought I was doing terrible and this would be the moment that it would be the last time I'd perform because no one would let me on a, on a stage again. Uh, nobody noticed. Nobody. I'd go out back into the audience and I'd ask friends and people I knew or, or whoever, uh, how'd you like the show? How to, how to do? And they would say, you did great. You sounded great. Everything was fine. And outwardly, I would say, well, that's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. I greatly appreciate it inwardly i'd be like what are you talking about did you not see all those things did you not see the words i repeated the first verse twice did like that's a problem i at one point in time just stopped playing guitar and kept singing how did nobody notice this thing and it turns out that what i had become really good at was being a chameleon with mistakes i'd become really good at that and I was able to make mistakes, but cover them really well. And then I thought, that's obnoxious. It's a motorbike over there. Uh, what I found out is that I became a really good chameleon with my mistakes. I was able to cover up the mistakes I made really well. And instead of feeling good about that, that's part of what made me feel like I was an imposter. 
I was constantly playing this magic show on everybody, this trick on everybody that it's like uh, uh, this sleight of hand where they wouldn't notice the mistake. So I started thinking it's only a matter of time before they do. And then over time, what I had learned is that that's a thing that everybody does. They make a mistake and instead of dwelling about it, they just, you know, run over top of it and keep going. That's a thing that everybody does. So that's all of a sudden when I started to kind of have my eyes open to, oh, so this is all normal then. So then I started wondering to myself, if this is all normal, why am I the only one that feels this way about it? And then I would talk to more people and talk to more people and I would find out that, in fact, no, a lot of people feel this way. And that's what made me realize that this was something that I could possibly gain control over. I could combat it. I could stop myself from feeling this way. So I started taking improv comedy uh, uh, to help with that confidence. And realistically, what it did is it didn't make me so much feel more confident per se. It didn't make it so I made less mistakes. It made it so that way I didn't care about the mistakes that I made. The mistakes didn't matter as much anymore. Uh, and in fact, in sometimes the most precious moments, the best moments are in those moments when making a mistake. Those moments there. Um, and that was a real big realization for me when it came to improv. And I started integrating that into my performing. I started integrating that into my teaching and it made a world of difference. And then as I walked into the world of teaching, I started to realize one of the biggest things that all students seem to struggle with is this imposter syndrome or feeling like they're not as good as they really are. So this is why I started the podcast. I wanted to shine light on this. Uh, the second scenario is the most recent time I felt uh, imposter syndrome was now. Like right now, right with this, with this podcast. I wanted to start this podcast to shine light on this. And the entire time I've tried this process, I went, there's no way anyone's going to want to be on your show. I asked a bunch of people, I reached out to a bunch. Uh, a lot of people said yes. And I was excited. And then I thought to myself, well, no one's going to want to watch or listen to this show. And maybe that's the case. And I think the thing that helps me battle with my imposter syndrome is I don't care. It doesn't matter if this becomes really popular, if everybody wants to listen to this or not. So, uh, and number three is how do I combat imposter syndrome? That's the improv. That's improv that uh, uh, really helps me uh, battle my imposter syndrome. But this is stuff we're going to talk about from, from week to week. And I'm going to ramble on. I'll try to keep these rambles at the beginning short. I won't go on a massive or I'll edit them down. I'll probably ramble for a half an hour and then edit them down. Uh, but this gives me a chance to be surrounded by like-minded people that I genuinely uh, uh, like, I respect. And we get to be in this world of imposter syndrome together so that way we both comfort each other and know that we're not alone. And if that's all that comes out of this podcast, that's a success for me.
And it's just these voices in my head That tell me I am better off giving up or giving in Instead of letting people down And now these forces pull me in And make me stay in bed instead of getting up And convincing me that the morning's not my friend And I know that I'm not the only one who's got these voices that they try.